Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating, life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 29. Today we're going to be going over the differences between men and women. I thought we were prosperity, not biology. What's going on? (laughs) We're going to be looking at or discussing the unique ways that both sexes live, do business and overall happiness. Okay. So I thought we're going deep in this episode, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, we are. (laughs) So you prepped all of this stuff. I've Mm. had a quick look at the notes. But it's going to be interesting to see where this one goes. I'm not quite sure what... <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any fights. There will no, be, there any fights. be any fights. It's going to be really cool. No, I've been reading a book, and I can't remember the author, but it's called In the Flow. She also has another couple of other books, but I've been reading this book the past couple of weeks, and it's basically about the wakening up to that women actually work on 28-day cycles rather than daily cycles. So you as a man, you're driven to get up, go and get you know, the animal, kill it, bring it back. That's your whole makeup. Is well, largely DNA. each day is the same as another. Right, There's exactly. not really any. Well, to be fair, I do get a few days here and there. I'm a bit grouchy, but it's often due to outside influences. Yes. So yeah, every day is largely the same. And unless something influences that, then it's all good. It's all exactly the same. And I'm just as capable on any given day of doing stuff. Exactly. So that is your beautiful uniqueness as a man. I, I don't think that's uncommon for men to think that way. Women, on the other hand, well... We're just a bit more a different flow. We've actually obviously got different hormones to you guys. And I didn't realize, you know, I've been trying to live a kind of 24 hour clock, you know, do this every day. And I've read this book, as I say, it's called In the Flow, if you want to go and check it out on Amazon. And it changed my view on actually my creative cycle and my energy levels because you know I often will try and just force through every single day digga digga and I didn't realize that actually there could be a flow to my energy that's just part of women in general so it's a brilliant book and so from that book I got the inspiration to yeah to have an honest conversation about kind of male versus female or if you identify with being more male dominant or female dominant it's different ways that we actually do life so I'm super excited to dive in. So it's interesting when you're reading this book it's almost like rather than there being um, kind of new information, mm. it's almost like you're saying to yourself, ah, oh, that's why. <laughs> you remember, I know, but that's what so many great books are. You're almost remembering information you forgot. So I don't know if you ever grew up hearing about this book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. It's a very famous... Yeah, it was I, when I was in school, I think it I was think that. I want to say like 1970s or 1980s book. I'll need to check, but it's a famous book. Yeah, yeah. And that book was a psychology book that was, say, was breaking down the state stereotypes of actually how we interact we're basically like two different species coming together and all that and I suppose that kicked off this revolution of understanding that men and women were okay to be different and actually it was working in harmony with our two different mindsets priorities hormones emotions how we deal with things and I'm going to ask you who do you think they generally say men or women who's happier in life um I would I actually I don't know that's that's a difficult (laughs) one see because women I feel like 
they carry a lot of guilt and burden mm -hmm. from things. Mm -hmm. So whether it's you're a parent or whether you've not spent enough time with your parents or whatever it happens to be. And I think that that can diminish some of your happiness mm -hmm. and your feeling of value because there's always something else that you feel like you probably should have done okay. or someone else's judgment or opinion on you. Whereas I think men maybe don't worry so much about that, mm. but probably get stressed out about the things that they can see. So it's almost women focus on sometimes the invisible and that can drag Ooh, down right. their yeah, joy. Yeah. Mm. And men are more focused on whether they're having just a good day or not. And there's nothing yep. else that can really factor that. So I don't really have an answer. Maybe the answer is that we're both uniquely different in how we analyze happiness. And that's what a lot of research has found that you as a man might actually think one way defines happiness like it's all to do with your values where for me as a female or my values and priorities I'm going to define it in a different way anyway mm -hmm. it could be more that with my female tendencies I could need some spiritual element you know contribution and growth and things like that more than you would but you might want traditionally more masculine values like significance is usually quite important for a man they want to be seen as being capable capable being respected and things like that yeah i think significance and achievement which ultimately feeds into that significance yep, yep. piece um i think that definitely fuels whereas i think oh, you almost i think females do have the significant piece but it's less significance about your own achievement mm. and more significance about how other people see you and how you're represented in their minds and and how much time you spend with people and all all that kind of stuff so it's mm. more the softer element rather than the hard and fast here's a task achieve it there <laughs> yeah. you go I've done the job and I feel good about it mm. I think there's a lot more conversation within women about happiness now so if we went back to maybe growing up I don't because we didn't have social media or anything growing up like Facebook just came out in the 90s and stuff our parents or like my mum or aunts or that kind of female background that I had I don't recall anyone talking about how happy they were really or like actively seeking ways to, you know, explore could they do different things outside of the home to be happier. Things were quite more structured and everyone didn't talk about their emotions or happiness from what I could see anyway growing up. Well, I think actually when I dig a little bit deeper into my thought process about this, mm. I think women are probably happier. Now, going off onto a slight tangent and kind of looking at the world in a slightly more negative way, obviously men have a higher suicide rate, which mm. means that you have a circumstance, especially younger men, mm. the suicide rate is significantly higher, mm. which would generally mean, I think, that the lows that you have mm. and the lack of maybe significance or whatever that you have is more pressing and it's harder to get out of, whereas I think women maybe have that robustness where on a day-to-day, -day, because they're not driven by how good their day was mm. or whether their partner's talking to them so much on that day, it's more, sometimes it's just the surrounding stuff that you can get bogged down with, but not so deeply. Mm. Whereas maybe for a man, when you're doing something in a day and if you're not able to achieve something, you're not able to support your family, you're not right, able to yeah. look after yourself properly or whatever it happens to be, that sense of achievement, I think if it can go long enough, then may I think it may have more damage to the male, just based on those kind of stats. But I, I think don't know. it's just guys still aren't talking enough. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I don't actually think like women are happier right now. I actually think we or certainly we're better at when we get the lows maybe sharing 
I think as guys, it's still a bit of a taboo about talking. If you don't feel significant, if you're feeling like you're crap, you know, like would guys do go down the pub and have a cry? No. Whereas women would have a bottle of wine maybe or something like that. Yeah, I think women are more likely to speak to their close friends or their siblings or their parents. That's the thing as well. I think that you're more likely to speak to a sibling then exactly. as a guy we're probably less likely to speak to our siblings about anything really that matters or to our parents either exactly. whereas I think females are definitely more likely to do that you're more mm. likely to open up and have more frequent conversations and about a broader range of topics and um, we're also now I feel this really wave of more men releasing books about positivity and developing happiness like like when I really looked into personal development I love personal development books I read tons and tons the ones I resonate towards are more female authors Mm -hmm. although there's a huge the majority I'm going to categorically say it feels like the majority of personal development books are, are guys and that's because I think those characteristics about maybe not striving or not feeling like you're achieving your goals are more commonly held within from guys. It's almost like writing a book about it is your way of talking <laughs> to yeah, yeah. other guys about it. It's easier to pick up a book and read it while no one's looking, right? Yeah, yeah, Than absolutely. actually talking about it. And so for me as a female, I recognise that we we handle emotions differently. And even on the course of a month, like as a woman, your hormones vary so much because they're doing stuff within your body. And they actually said, you know, the female reproductive system is the fifth vital sign within a woman. So actually, as a, as a medical field, we should be asking more questions about women and their cycle and things to explain how they're doing well-being and their body. Whereas you as a guy don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's super interesting. And for, let's keep going on this. From your opinion then, which of the sexes, male versus female, and obviously we could include um, non-binary as well, but let's let's assume if you associate more with the male side than the female side, that's the two divisions in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Who do you think right now has the more opportunities in life for happiness and also just for overall prosperity that we like to talk about? I think the world has been set up for males to be in a position to do better. Mm. Um, But I think that that's changed significantly in our generation. Mm. So I'm not sure. And, And the reason for that is because although as men, we've had definitely the full range of opportunity and ability to do things. Yeah. I think the same as um, various minorities as well can have the challenge of getting to places or doing things, but there's also a lot more companies conscious Mm -hmm. of making sure that they don't appear to be favoring your white male. Mm -hmm. And therefore, potentially, there could be a bias, and not necessarily being a bad thing, but a bias towards making sure that potentially they're hitting statistics to make sure they get the right volumes of people in which is never good when you're just trying to hit a mark you actually want inclusion because it's inclusion for the diversity you you want the best person for a job to get it rather than ticking it you don't want like i I remember watching south park and it had someone called token in it (laughs) and it was a token and like i don't think that businesses should work on that regard Mm. but Going back to the point, I think that women have more opportunity now, but whether or not it's equal opportunity, Mm. I'm not sure, versus potentially some of it maybe being a company saying, well, we probably need to, I guess, toe the line a little bit better if we're going to say no to a woman. So sometimes if there's not much in it, they might go a certain way 
if their staffing is a particular ratio at that time. I, I don't know. I don't know how much impact it makes. Mm. But I think that women definitely have much more opportunity to now. And it might be ever so slightly skewed in certain circumstances. Mm. And we're coming at it from quite a unique background as well. Both of us are Caucasian. Um, you know, grew up in fairly sound parts of the world in the UK. It's one of the wealthiest countries in the world. So in theory, both of us have probably had the most opportunities out of our, you know, our genders and, you know, backgrounds or whatever. Do I feel like women have got more opportunity? In in terms of me and my uniqueness, my background, my skin colour, all these factors that usually weigh into opportunities, I, I don't really recall ever thinking that a man was picked over me. and But I've also had the mindset, like you have, I just believe I'm going to try and be the best person for the job or the best person for, like, I would hope people are going to pick me not to tick a box. I want to be picked because they want me. And that's the same as anything. Like, don't just pick me because you think of who you think I can represent. Pick me because of what I can bring my unique skill set that isn't based on the color of my skin or the body that I'm in it's based on you know my soul worth but that's I understand that we're privileged in that way because we've not experienced maybe being in our gender with other things that could potentially limit opportunities well I, I also think that a lot of it comes from how you're brought up and the society around you so if you're put in a position where you believe that you can Mm. that you as long as you've got the skill set you aren't going to be discriminated against Mm. then I think you're more likely to strive to do things and to get yourself in the right place to be qualified and ready to do something whereas I think if you run with the expectation that you might be kept back you might be overlooked and such Mm. like then potentially some people might not then drive to be the best they can be. Mm. I remember we were watching a program recently um, and there was a woman that led the Panama Canal or whatever it happens to be, this kind of pass-through shipping route mm. where they have lots of locks and oh, things yeah, 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 and yeah. it was being built and a woman actually was, was the head, head engineer. engineer of yep, that yep. and is still there working on it. But this is a massive project where ships have to pay multi-million pounds to pass Absolutely, through it. Yep. And it's the busiest place in the world just because rather than going around South America, basically you can go through it. And it's a massive project, both commercially and I guess from a building point of view and everything else. Mm-hmm. And a woman was running it. And I don't think for something that scale, you're going to token employ somebody. Mm. You're going to employ someone that knows what they're talking about, and, can yep. do the job. Yep. And that's where I look at things like that. And I, for whatever reason, I would determine that somewhere in South America might be less forward thinking mm. than we are. But I could be wrong. I I don't know. My experience isn't there. Mm -hmm. But the fact that a woman can go and get that job says to me that we're far more equal than maybe we allow ourselves to believe at times. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's definitely a balance. And I want to reiterate, I know it's because, you know, we're from certain backgrounds in the UK. So we do have a particular mindset that we probably haven't experienced any setbacks. So I'm not going to comment on other than that. The opportunities that I think I've had, I've never felt that my gender stopped me. Whereas I think maybe my mother or my grandmother or further down the line would have been stopped. Even though I was, a you know, a Caucasian from Glasgow and all that kind of stuff. The other thing I think I want to iterate. So let's imagine that we have that Pandora's box of opportunity potentially. We can do anything we want. This is what we were being kind of told a lot. And I think with prosperity, the myth is that it's maybe linked to having it all. 
And I think I see my generation of women also being encouraged that if you're not doing it all, if you've not got a six pack, if you've not got 2.4 children, if you've not got a loving marriage, if you've not got a thriving seven figure business, well, what are you doing with your day? So how do you feel? And I'm saying that that's that pressure. I don't sign up for that, <laughs> but I can see that that's being a little bit of a mm-hmm. message that you've got, to, you should be able to have it all. You should want it all. What does it come across from a guy's point of view then? Um. So I think the guys, well, from my point of view, the expectation from myself has always been you go out, you work, you climb the ladder right. and okay. you get high enough and then you have a family and you financially support that family. And whether or not your other half works is kind of not even a factor in that picture. Okay. How good a father you are was never in that picture. And Mm. obviously my opinion on that's changed significantly over the years that we've been together. But all along the way it was you go and you try to earn enough money and you try to earn more and more. The provider role. Exactly. Mm. Purely the Mm. provider role. And yeah, that means that all of the other factors, like trying to be a good husband and good dad and everything, absolutely are there, but they're almost more background. And because there's less of a tangible measurement on that Mm. versus the salary that you can bring in each month, Mm. all of the other stuff became less important. So it's almost as long as you're providing. And it really goes down, I guess, to the kind of primitive point of view. If I bring in the meat, my job's done. (laughs) If I do the job that's required, if I provide the stuff and people can survive, Mm. then I'm satisfied. Mm. Now, obviously, the world has changed um, Mm. for us Mm. um, since my thoughts about that and I don't work at all which I found quite difficult no 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 change on. that that's the wrong that's the wrong sentence you said that you say you don't work at all you do you look after the kids okay I do not work <laughs> in the corporate world I've retired yes, from exactly, corporate yeah, yeah. but therefore my values are somewhere else yep. they're in being a father being a um a husband being part of a business that we run but it's less directly impacting the income that we have in it's more behind the scenes type of activity Mm. so for me it was actually quite difficult Mm. to Mm. work out my value for a short period of time and to I guess be comfortable with the fact that it wasn't about the money that I was bringing in the door Mm. but actually my values therefore are somewhere completely different where I'd not really focus my attention now it doesn't mean that I didn't focus my time on the kids on you or anyone Mm, else mm. but it was more of that just happened Mm. rather than actually attributing a value to and I think that's the difference I think women are more likely to look at whether they're doing a good job in some of these other areas yeah whereas maybe for men or maybe it's just me Unless something's wrong, Mm. you assume it's all right. And Mm. therefore, there's nothing else really to focus on. There there isn't really a a sliding scale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You'll either have something going wrong, at which point you're likely to hear about it. Or you don't hear any problems and it must be going right. And it's quite binary. Mm. Where I think women definitely have this whole kind of shades right between (laughs) about how things are and often... Often that can be driven by real life circumstance, but mm. often it's driven by wherever your hormonal state is on any given time. Oh, no, don't say that. It's not a hormonal state. I, well, I suppose it's influencing your, you know, energies and all that. What I was hearing when you were talking, I love the insight you could give. It felt like growing up, there's still maybe in your case, that emphasis of guys being quite materialistic 
in what they provide. So you're talking yeah. about val- you you have skill set, there's a money value, that means you take care of your family. Yes. I actually heard you describe then the shift that you've experienced to more non-materialistic, so more things that are a legacy of like what are you bringing to a group of people as in what then is a ripple effect from your actions not just money this bit of paper or coins whatever but how do people feel about you you know what do people think about you how can you then influence another life how can you then even be rippling down the generation so that's what I heard from when you were talking absolutely and the challenge with that stuff is it's so much harder to define <laughs> if I get a, if I'm working, it's so get, much more worthwhile. It's more worthwhile, but it's still very difficult to define. If I want to um, do well at work, if I get a ten percent pay rise, that's a very tangible way that I'm improving the world at home. Right, in theory, right, right yep, yeah. Right, potentially, yep. if you don't need the money, then you might not need that cash, and therefore you might not require to spend it. Yep. But you can still say that that is a noticeable difference to what's coming in the door, whereas. As a dad or a husband, mm. how do I know if I'm doing a better job today than yesterday? Like, unless I've had a particularly bad day or if I've been particularly um, poor at something or made some bad decisions mm. or whatever it happens to be, or, you know, if I'm doing some DIY around the house and I do a particularly sloppy job, then those are tangible. But it's very difficult to, I guess, measure the nuance mm. between what you're doing. And also, unlike a job where you do the work, you get a paycheck at the end of each month. I don't know how good a dad I've been yep. until we get way down the line. Yep. And even then, I don't know whether it's my impact, school impact, friends impact or whatever that has brought the good, the bad, the indifferent mm. out of things. Mm. So that's really difficult exactly. because there's no measure of success within that. Mm. There's no measure of growth or um, how good a job you're doing. Mm, but there's actually deeper though character growth so when I'm I was asking the question originally about you know can you have it all I actually think prosperity is this like mindful selection on actually what are the areas that you want to excel in because you believe you're not just here for this one lifetime experience we want to leave our mark we want to be not just like thinking of I do this you know 100 years down the line you want to be leaving your mark tomorrow and the next year and Mm -hmm. you want to start you know making a being counted making a difference and I think as I say with prosperity it's about saying okay the world is now saying you can have anything you decide you want within reason, right? As long as you're not hurting anyone else or doing something silly, you know, that would hurt someone else as a result. You can have anything and it's about now selectively choosing what you want to excel in. Now, whether that's for five years or 10 years or 20 years or for a lifetime, I like to think of it kind of like prosperity is the oldie of life experiences you know how in Aldi you only get like one baked beans there's maybe baked beans with sausages make baked beans with yeah, <laughs> without yeah. anything. lack of selection right lack of selection that's their business model you have limited choices because then you will choose the tomato ketchup rather than Heinz's or this right you just want tomato ketchup and so I think prosperity is really knowing that you have all this choice but deciding what are the areas that actively matter to you and your goal? It's very, you know, very unique, very particular to your skills, to your gifts, your talents, what feels good. And I think this myth of having it all is the reason that so many people feel frustrated, overwhelmed, annoyed in life because it's not truth. 
the truth is being selective with the areas you want to excel in and do very well. Well, I think when you talk about having it all early and you had these kind of multiple points that women can be looked at mm, as trying right. to have nowadays. If you said to men and women, mm. what's your ideal life? What would you like it to look like? What mm. would you be doing? What would your bank balance look like? All these kind of things. I reckon that most men would be quite simple. Mm. And probably say either they're much higher up the chain where they are mm. or they're working for themselves, but probably still exchanging their time for money right. and largely wow. <laughs> doing something similar to what they're already doing, just maybe without the boss breathing down their neck. <laughs> like Remove the boss and the pressure, amplify the money, and I would suggest, and, and maybe, I guess, from a body point of view, be a little bit fitter, a little bit stronger, a little bit mm. more streamlined, whatever it happens to be. But beyond those couple of things, I think that probably men are largely then done and satisfied and, and there's not much more, which on the one hand is nice because that means there's not a massive list of stuff. Mm. But the flip side is, it's actually very narrow-minded <laughs> in what's possible. And rather than looking outside of the box you're in, mm -hmm. it's like, no, I just, I just want to be higher up the box. That's why you have us as women, though, to show you the other side. Yeah, but I <laughs> see, I don't think that if a woman was told she could have anything she liked, just mm. map it out and lay it out, I don't think she'd want this seven-figure business and this and that. I actually think that she'd be quite happy a lot of people anyway, spending some time on something that is um, outside of the house, kind of work-based, mm -hmm. but not necessarily a day job. I don't think it would be based on office, but I think it'd be adding value somewhere. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And earning money, but I don't think the money would really be some kind of weird seven-figure, eight-figure thing. I don't think it would really matter for a lot of women. I actually think it's almost just the family-based things and having those feel like that the time can be spent mm. the body probably is the one that would be um quite high up on the list well health and, fi and fitness health, health and fitness definitely. and everything else and then almost just enough money to be able to live life in a more relaxed way mm. but i don't think this kind of five point or seven point thing that you mentioned earlier mm. i don't think women would actually given the choice choose that i think if you dropped one of these euro millions mm. into a guy's lap versus a woman's lap. Mm. I actually think that women where they maybe feel pressure to have all of these things mm -hmm. when they're just doing a normal day job. I think a lot of those would actually be thrown out the window. It's like, well, I don't care about that. Mm. It's almost like you want the things or you feel like you should have the things that you don't have and that you can't have. Mm -hmm. But the moment you can have them, the moment it's very easy to achieve, mm. then the reality hits in and actually you only focus on the things that really matter. Mm. And the things that matter, I think, are a lot smaller for both men and women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think women have probably got a little bit more breadth to their thought process yeah, than men. Interesting. Let me let me think of my reply. I think for me personally, the wiser I get and and deeper into different experiences, in terms of money figures, I would just like to be the best steward, the best manager of money that I can. So I'm open to whatever money is meant to come my way. I'm just going to keep doing things that I feel inspired, that I enjoy, whether that be YouTube, podcast, mastermind groups, books, whatever. And I kind of believe like if people receive value from it, then that'll come my way. And equally, I have to be the best manager of that money. So whether that be we give, we invest, we save, whatever 
with that because that's my main focus I think my health absolutely um but it's moving away from like needing to be the thinnest prettiest because that's not healthy that's not who you're meant to be and I do think you're right I think it's the, the ultimate balance for me anyway is doing something that I love to do but also making sure that our home is happy and other areas and I think you know going let's go a bit deeper on business for this next half of the podcast my generation I really think is one of the first if not the first to be able to go for after any job we want within reason yep okay now I'm saying this is as I say I'll reiterate I'm saying this from my viewpoint as a Caucasian Scottish woman I don't in my circumstance it's felt like when I could go for any job I wanted I haven't been up the corporate ladder as far as the heavens yet but that's how it feels like there was nothing there's nothing stopping me only what I decide to put in the way and it was interesting I was looking at statistics for this so if that's the case that women can do any job really there's not too many jobs that we're not allowed to do for health reasons or things like that Women were statistically more likely to sacrifice time for themselves and their social lives for their business, whereas men were most likely to sacrifice time with their spouse or children for their business. So let me say that again. Women, when they surveyed entrepreneurs, they would rather give up time for themselves, self-care or social life, so friends and things, for making the business work, work. Whereas men would usually give up time with their family and their children. Um, women were also more likely to hire their children, interestingly enough. So in businesses, they would hire underneath them to work, whereas men wouldn't statistically do that as often. And despite these differences, of course, there seemed to be a common thread, though, that men and women felt that they were not spending enough time with their loved ones when they had a business, which I think is a, it, you know, you got to look at well, what was a survey sample. It's obviously been a group of people, the majority of people who weren't using that selectiveness with what they were doing with their time. It was just like, no, the business is important. I'm going to give up whatever required. I would but, also suggest that these people that were surveyed are probably a little bit more successful in mm. business. So I don't think these are going to be entry-level people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are maybe going to be CEO-level, C-level. Maybe slightly below that, but yeah, they're going to be kind of upper management for sure. And therefore, that's when businesses can put more demands on you. Mm. But also, I think a lot of... This, this is an interesting thing. You don't have people there responding and saying, you know what, I decided to let the business sacrifice. Mm. So it's always taken away from somewhere else rather Ooh. than saying, hold on. Why passing the buck. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh, isn't it? Passing responsibility. It's my business's fault yeah. rather than me. But as we've discussed wow. before, things take the amount of time that you allow them to. Absolutely. If you give yourself more time, then more things will want to fill it. So I understand working earlier or later if you have an international business and there's calls that have got to happen at yep. different times yep. of day. But if you're in a UK-based business and you are just doing a normal kind of job, even if you're quite mm. senior, in my head, if you categorically said, outside of times when I absolutely need to work longer mm. hours mm. due to either something falling apart, an emergency happening, whatever. So let's say your IT systems go down. Let's say your customer service base, maybe a bank and the whole system goes down and customers can't access their banking. Well, then you're more likely to need to hang around and f oversee these kind of things and just mm, see what's mm. going on, maybe make announcements or whatever it happens to be. 
But outside of that, if you categorically said, you know what, I'm going to do a half eight to a half five. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to do. So I'm never going to schedule any meetings that can overrun from that. I'm never going to be in a position where I'm putting myself in a place where there's work to do. I'm kind of going to start the wind down towards Mm -hmm, the end of the day. mm -hmm. So not picking up a new task late in the day. And that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. If everybody knows that that's how you structure your day, Mm -hmm. if you decided to put the priority on things that are not work, Mm -hmm. I would suggest that for the most part, you can get your job done in that day because the task expands to fill the time. It always does. You just have to be better at managing yourself. And I think the problem we have as a society, and whether you're male or female, Mm. is that the higher up the chain you go, the more people think, well... I need to be seen to be stretching my time. I need to be seen to be available. And that's just what people do at this level. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, people only do stuff because other people do stuff. But ultimately, if other people start changing that habit, Mm. then it becomes more acceptable. It's it's almost like the permission piece. Mm -hmm. A business doesn't really often feel like it gives you permission to come in on time and go on time absolutely and it's not the common thing but if more and more people did it it would become more the standard Mm. work would still get done the way it needs to get done because ultimately if i look at the days so i used to be quite prompt in and quite prompt out the door but also when i was there i didn't spend a huge amount of time faffing about no you got in. i got in got on with the job i happened to be particularly good at getting tasks done but I didn't allow the tasks to take more time than I wanted them to because I wanted to make sure that I did the work that was required and anything else that I could do as well within the time that I allocated to it rather than allow it to spread out. So it's interesting that people are allowing, I guess, sacrifices elsewhere in their lives. Yep. It doesn't surprise me that men are more likely to sacrifice family time because, again, as I covered earlier, unless you find there's a problem, unless you're notified probably by your other half, Mm -hmm. that something's missing, you're generally going to assume that it's all right. Absolutely, yeah. And because you're bringing in the money and often people are quite understanding, say, well, you know, you're at that level, so you've got to do these kind of things. Again, it's almost like this brainwashing of everybody to say, okay, you're CEO, that means you must work from half seven in the morning till nine at night. I know, and I think we forget that. So that survey made me a bit sad, but it's not an uncommon mindset. And that's the thing, right? If you listen to this podcast, the whole reason for us starting is because we don't want you to just be average we want you to be one of the people who's like taking life and designing it for what you want and that's something that we've always followed through with is that we dictate how many hours or effort or what we do with our businesses and I think that's been the great thing of having a day job so it's not like I need to make mama for for work for a certain amount of money it's been allowed to grow organically based on what I felt inspired to do we felt inspired Mm -hmm. to do and we can now see like that's filtered on you leaving your corporate job you know so naturally it's been of value to people I think you just iterated it beautifully you decide what hours you do, and especially if you're the leader of the organization or running things. If it's important to be with your kids, do not sacrifice that time now thinking you can get it back. Decide, I'm going to leave the office or shut down my laptop at three. Nobody's allowed in my diary after three o'clock. I have to do this with my time. You know, you'll know that lots of people reach out to me for phone calls or meetings. And I've got to categorically say, is this of value to my time where I could be doing something Yeah, you different? decide what your, your cutoffs are. Yeah. I think one thing that people don't do, and again, men and women are probably equal on this. Mm-hmm. People don't ask themselves enough 
why? Mm, mm. So when you're working late, well, why are you working late for the fifth, sixth, tenth, hundredth day in Absolutely. a row? Why? What's the reason that you're doing it? And the same as why do you want a million pounds in the bank? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. why? And if you can, well, often if you try to track it back, you can keep asking yourself, so I want a million pounds. Why? Because I want to do this. Why? And then the answer often comes down to you don't want a million pounds in the bank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, you just want enough to be comfortable and probably not working stupid hours so yep. you can then do something with that money. But you can also often have a lot of these things without the million pounds in the bank. Yes. The reason why a lot of people work late is because that's just what people do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's a dumb reason to do, mm-hmm. do anything in life. Just because other people do it and it seems like the norm and it's maybe a little bit awkward if you do something different. Mm. But you know what? Often you're paid to do a job and you're um, seen to be doing well if you can go over and above. But if you can do your day job and then you can provide potentially additional value as and when it's required, then why not say to yourself, I'm going to leave on time and go in on time and actually maybe have that be the new normal for you. Mm. And it might inspire other people to also allow it to be the new normal for them. You shouldn't be doing something if you can't actually give a really good why to it. Mm-hmm. I think what's key right now, we're in this amazing point in time where actually we can set our own rules to some degree. And if you can, you don't think you've got flexibility right now, male or female, decide the rules that you want for a year down the line or two years down the line and start to make steps. Take one step towards it. And I think it's so important as we're talking about the difference between men and female, you know, male and female, whichever gender you can most associate with the mindset. Remember that, especially when you're getting advice from the opposite sex or, you know, whichever way you, you kind of base yourself or more inclined to think, if you think more in a female way, then maybe taking advice from a man, how he would do something, isn't in your natural makeup either. So for example, what came to mind there was a lot of people there's a lot of preaching about, you know, getting up at four in the morning. I'm thinking of like Mark Wahlberg and people like that, The Rock. They get up at three in the morning, they do four workouts, they then see their kids and all that. Guys can work on that daily structure, but as a female, you might actually find that because we are more monthly based, because our energy and all that flows in a different way, that we would be better changing our wake up time. So the days that you felt very peak, you know, really lots of energy in your cycle, you could get up at five in the morning, but on the days where you have lower energy, where your hormones are different, a later part of the cycle, you need to actually respect that and say, I'm going to sleep in and not feel guilty, but say, okay, this is the advice from a guy. This is how a guy thinks about business, how he does things with the family but could I actually seek out someone who's more like me and get their advice or could I try something that feels right for me there's absolutely a balance though between looking at a monthly cycle and then deciding that you're going to do things or not Mm. depending on that but there's also the balance between making sure you don't have that be an excuse or a limiting factor absolutely you need to make sure that if you aren't as good at certain things at certain times, that then maybe you remove those kind of tasks, but then you add in things where your strengths are. So you mentioned this 28-day cycle. Now, obviously, not every single day of the 28 days is going to be different. It's not like... No, no, no. It's in batches, really. And you can get the, the book or you can get a couple of books on, you know, women in general, their cycles. It tends to be that... 
um, obviously when we after we've had our period we then enter a, a cycle of quite a lot of energy because our bodies don't need to do as many things we then have about maybe two weeks of peak energy then you have a third week of probably what I would call nesting so like you have the impulse to clean and to end and tidy up and then usually during your the final part of your cycle where you've got your period then you'd be more inclined to need rest the different chemicals and hormones in your body but and that would have been just part of our generational makeup that isn't just women right now that is we're best suited to recovering during that last part I found it incredibly insightful so I'm nearly 40 I'm gonna be 40 next year and um, I'm gonna you know obviously be entering different parts of my life in the years ahead I found it Im- immensely insightful for a couple of reasons I've actually recognized my energy is changing throughout the weeks like you all know I love to clear out the house how much do I love a bin bag at certain you points you love a clear <laughs> out but also I've never really matched it towards any particular time I can so, feel it though when it's ha- I I definitely know it's one of those it things happening. I think we'll be more conscious and say yeah. okay where are we where's the bin ah, bag that's yeah, why. yeah yeah exactly it's see this is a beautiful thing when you start to delve into maybe being a bit more specific for who we different are you actually see a lot of common patterns and you go all right I really want chocolate on this week or I really want you know McDonald's on this week it's starting to make sense but the good thing about it is once you become conscious of it Mm. it's the value of anything in life once you know why something happens Mm. and you can actually put some science behind the pattern then you can actually embrace it so if you know that you're going to be much more energized much more capable Mm -hmm. and ready to go and drive at something for a two-week period then you can actually schedule things in. That's you what can I actually found, yeah. build your timetable around being as productive absolutely, as you want to be. Yeah. And I guess just surf that wave yes. of energy for that period of time. When you know you're in tidying up and kind of nesting phase, yep, yep. then you can change your tasks accordingly, change your timetable yep, accordingly. Exactly. And then once you're in your kind of tired, less energetic time, again, you can tweak things. So the good thing is rather than fighting against it, you mm. can actually maximize where you are at particular Mm. times and know that there's maybe certain tasks especially if you have side hustles or family time and you're not really in the day job and also Mm. I guess if you're working out and you're doing gym basing you might find that for the first two weeks you can push more weights you can work harder in the gym whereas maybe during your menstrual cycle that's the time to be doing more stretching and yoga and things like that and and mobility is a wonderful use of your time if you're used to exercising spending your time on some kind of yoga and mindful practices and stretching your body and making sure i guess that you're quite limber and that your your hips and everything have got a range of motion that is going to support you for the rest of your life actually embracing it and shifting around what you do is a wonderful thing and knowing that you're going to be better at certain things or less inclined for certain things means that rather than trying to fight it and then as females can do, I find is just feeling bad about what you can't do. If you know more about what you can't do, then you're less likely to feel bad about it, which means that you end up in a more positive mindset, which Mm -hmm. means you feel more capable, which means you feel good about things, which means that you're more likely to strive for as much as you can at the right times. I just found it insightful because... I'm noticing that I'm scheduling things better for when I'm creative. Like I'm now starting to recognize when I'm more creative. We've done a number of things this month as well. We're really honed in on my creativity and I'm now cool that I'm kind of thinking of my months or my structure as like the summer, spring, 
winter autumn you know that kind of right you're getting ready for new beginnings and then you're starting to wind down it feels good because I can recognize now that for men you're a bit more that your days feel like that like you get up you're in peak energy you then like your lunch you might have a wee nap to get your (laughs) energy back up and then you're ready at the end of the day to kind of wind things up okay that's how you are designed to work yeah and we work I think somewhat as well based on if we've had a couple of busy days then maybe the next day might be some a day when we want to be a little bit more quiet or a little bit more relaxed um it's just a cumulative effect of what we've been doing Absolutely. but if you have a similar output you can probably keep up that output every day the interesting thing though is although your cycle will determine how potentially capable or willing you are to do mm-hmm. things it doesn't mean that you can't be creative at no, certain times no, exactly. it just means i think that you're since you've understood this information you're more likely to give yourself permission Mm, to mm. not do something if you planned on doing it and you really don't feel like it. Mm. At least you can point to a biological reason why that's not going to be, why you're not inspired to do it at Mm. that time. And then rather than have the guilt like you would have before, force your way through it and maybe not produce the best results. Instead, I feel like you're more capable now of just moving it to the side and saying, Mm. well, you know what? I'll put it for tomorrow instead. Mm, And if it doesn't happen tomorrow for whatever reason, you you seem to be just more, I guess, casual around moving things at certain times. But also knowing that when you can fire on all cylinders, Mm, that you're going to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, it's been such a super conversation, this one, hasn't it? I think what we'd like to take away from it is male or female, whichever, you know, gender you, you bias towards, understand that we're unique for a reason okay it's everything's not meant to be the same same as I stressed during I think Matt as well look from where your mindset perhaps is more materialistic and see and stretch yourself could you add in some some of those spiritual elements as well with what you do with your days overall the first thing I want to say as well if you are feeling like you're struggling with your significance or what you're thinking do speak out talk to somebody male or female it doesn't matter the other things is go with your natural flow don't just take one person's advice what I would say is deep dive into that person so yeah make sure they're a good comparison for you have they got a similar background you know literally are they from a similar part of the world do they look the same as you like really deep dive into before you grasp onto someone as a role model but equally think about okay I'm going to take their wisdom but I'm going to apply it to how I feel in my body or what I'm experiencing make life your oldie decide on the things that are prosperous that you want to excel in that matter to you right now don't worry about 10 20 years down the line what do you feel like are the couple of areas that you can excel in you can put full effort in and honestly it's maybe best to ignore everything else don't go by what somebody else tells you should be doing and Matt do you want to close with anything before we wrap up today no, I don't have anything. I think we covered everything. It's I think been it's really been good. really, really good. I really enjoyed it. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do give it a five-star review. We'd love that and hit subscribe. The other thing is we have 28 other episodes. Jings, we've been doing this over six months now. It's incredible. Go and check those out. I know a lot of you have found a lot of value in some of the past comments um, and some of the past episodes that we have covered. So if you've got a topic as well, always reach out to us at theprosperityproject@mamafurfur.com. You can get us on email. And if not, we will speak to you very soon.